0: Welcome, one and all, to this very first episode of It Builds Character, our new podcast where we're going to be making characters from your suggestions. Thanks for tuning in. I'm John. If you recognize my voice, it's because I am also the host and GM of the Dive of the Dice podcast, Gordian Solution, the regular actual play adventure, and I'm going to be your host for this Character building exercise here. Uh, I've got two fantastic co-hosts with me
1: I'm gonna it over them so they may introduce yourself to my left. We have fantastic co-host number one My name is Jim. I've been playing tabletop since I was in high school I quite enjoy building classes that are focused not so much on combat, but usually anything else And I am a compulsive builder of characters. that never see the light of day
0: Well, you've come to the right place because these characters will also probably join that cadre, but who knows <laughs> maybe not and to my right.
2: We have fantastic co-host number two. My name is Stacy. I have been playing role-playing games for almost a year. I'll call it a year, give myself some credit. Um, But I did a lot of role-playing in high school and college. I was in a lot of plays, so I really like that creative aspect of role-playing games. And uh, since I'm new to the event, I'm more about exploring different kinds of characters to create. So I'm really excited to see what we're gonna put together today.
0: You may recognize Stacy's voice. She was on our Out of the Abyss special that we did yes. earlier this year for the Women in Tabletop Gaming Month.
2: We're coming back. We will.
0: Scheduling's been tough, but I needed some other project to work with her on, and this <laughs> seemed like a perfect opportunity.
2: Well, I'm happy to help or be here in any way I can.
0: So I want to say thank you to everyone who submitted character traits for our character we're going to make today. Uh, we're going to be using D&D 5th edition, and we're going to be using the Adventure League standard character creation rules. So if you play in AL and you want to you're in a rush for a character, you might be able to borrow this one and play them at your local shop or at your group of friends. It's also just a good way to kind of kick things off with a system that most people know. We're not doing anything setting-specific here. This is going to be kind of general D&D. We might grab some flavor stuff for cities or towns or whatnot, but you can go ahead and tweak those a little bit to suit your particular setting if need be.
2: Please use our characters. Don't let them die by the wayside. we got a lot of creative this juice is going on here.
0: So we had a bunch of submissions, so thank you, everybody. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and sort of narrow down that list a little bit by randomly deciding which traits we're going to go ahead and use. So if everyone can go ahead and grab a die real quick, and we will roll off. Thanks Ooh. to the magic of editing, we've now selected what our traits are. Uh, I want to go ahead and give a very special shout-out to Samantha at TurleyGurley19, Turley underscore 19 on Twitter. Uh, for being the first to submit a character trait, which is, number one, the weapon of choice is a table leg that they took from a tavern. Big shout out to Samantha. That's yeah, great.
2: Yeah, I like that a lot.
0: You can also hear Samantha and her great ideas and comedy stylings on the Fate and Fable Maidens podcast, which is I'm a big fan of. They are fantastic, so if you haven't checked them out, what's going on? Finish listening to this, and then go listen to that. <laughs> the second trait is from BlizzardMain1 at BlizzardMain1. Uh, thank you for submitting this. And this is the character sneezes when within 20 feet of a cat.
2: Oh, that character is close to my life.
0: <laughs> Are you allergic to cats too?
2: Slightly. Not that bad, but I can I can get behind that.
0: Um, I am allergic to cats as well. So ah,
2: well, screw them.
1: I'm we, a fan. Demon of Demon
2: pets. I'm a fan of, hey, uh,
1: I'm a fan of close to a cat, but it's not actually, it's, it doesn't sound particularly debilitating, just inconvenient and annoying.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe if there's like, you're trying to sneak into a tabaxi. Stronghold, it might help you know if you're close, <laughs> but it might also mess you up too.
2: Or, like, if you're trying to rob a bodega or something, the cattle be around, you start sneezing, game over.
0: All right. The next trait is unusual size. Bigger, smaller, we're not sure yet, but this person is going to be a little bit uncommon for their race typically.
2: So, either too big or too small. Too big okay. or too small. Got it. But Got
0: it. not just, it's going to be just right for them. Sure. But it's going to be not, it's going to be atypical. Just a
2: little, just a little different.
0: Yeah. Uh, the next trait comes from our friend James, not on Twitter, but friend of the show. He says that they believe they're on a holy quest. So they're bound for big things, whatever those things might be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am on a holy quest with my table leg of valor. All right. The next trait is half work. So
0: we've actually got a race picked out in this one. That's totally okay. That just helps kind of narrow things down a little bit. A half work with a table leg on a holy quest and they're unusually sized. And their last trait is that they're addicted to some kind of food. They've got one particular vice or a particular pleasure that they can't quite get enough of. Maybe some home cooking from home or maybe some brand new thing in whatever city they're in.
2: This isn't a general food addiction. This is a specific. This is, a, this is like an addiction on a one track mind kind of thing.
0: They've got that favorite food. Like, you know how you're like, can sometimes... We... Go
2: can we pick the favorite food?
1: Absolutely, we can pick the we favorite food. I hope we pick the favorite food.
2: I just got really excited about this character. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, well, let's dig in. We know what tickles your fancy. Addict
2: food. <laughs> addicted to a food. Can that food be burritos?
1: If, why not? I mean, I'm addicted to burritos, so right? it's a real thing. Uh...
2: All
1: right, so the food is burritos then? Yeah. But bur- Burritos gets the number one slot for now. It's a, run- yeah. it's a front runner.
2: I've, I feel like we need to we need to sort of feel this out a little bit more.
1: It's a little early to lock in anything right, right now. Okay. It's just an option. It is just an option. It's a good option. Alrighty. righty. So I feel like most everyone's seen a half orc that was more orc than human. That's pretty common and can make a decent character. But I think we should go a little bit undersized on the, on the unusual size. So you're thinking small for unusual size? I think small for unusual size
2: i totally agree i actually think like well how small are we talking because i'm i'm thinking kind of really small well imagine hulking out but shrinking yeah <laughs> well how sh- what's our shrink what's what's I, our shrinkage I, limit I, here
1: I, well we can we're gonna look at the we can look at the player's handbook real quick and mm. get the average sizes and see that's, that's we what can i'm now. doing yeah <laughs> see if we can't get that answer
2: all right I'm okay, open mine so too.
1: yeah, well, he looks up sizes. Okay, so, so
0: go ahead. base height for half orc is 410. So it looks like the minimum height in the book mm. is five feet. Okay. Now, you know, there doesn't have to be a hard limit necessarily. I'm not sure any GM's going to get in your case if you're, you know, playing Danny DeVito the half orc.
2: Oh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's the character! Like Danny, Danny DeVito a on a holy quest who is allergic to cats and addicted to a single food. I was just more doing like
0: an exceptionally short person. (laughs) They don't have to have his personality and mannerisms.
2: Obviously, well, just my love for Mr. DeVito. We will not be making that character based off of him, but I like that image. Okay. So somewhere around the shorter than average size, I think would be fun. So that for me, that begs the question, are they unusually sized
1: for their, I, I imagine usually sized for their race, but could they also just be a young half orc? Oh, you're talking like a kid. Well, it'd have to be a small kid still, because a, 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 a normal
0: sized kid is still small. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. I like small. Okay. Uh, they're, let's say they're fully grown. Okay. Let's not throw any children into adventure just yet. Fair enough. Uh, we got a lot. Of, well, we got a lot of
1: podcasting to do. Who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> um, the, my big question is: Do they crack five feet? Do they crack five feet? I think I want to put them shy. I I, 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 I want to put them shy, and I want them to constantly fight for that extra inch when people ask how tall they are. Are oh, you so saying, you're are thinking you st- like four eleven. Yeah. But they say five. Oh yeah.
2: Four eleven, they say five. They say five. Little man syndrome a little bit. A teeny bit. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking under five too. All
1: right. So we gotta, that
2: is unusual. We, we got, don't want to be average.
1: We got a four foot eleven half orc. All right.
2: Who is allergic to cats. Now, do we have to put a specification on the kind of cat or is this just a general no, just allergy think, to cats? cats? I
1: think it's cats.
0: And I'm even going to get it to my favor. I'm going to say house cats. So if they get in a tiger fight or a tabaxi joins the party or something like that, they're not going to have to be caught like quaffing magical Benadryl 24-7.
2: I support that. I am allergic to cat dander. So indoor cats kill me. Outdoor cats I'm fine with. I grew up with cats. Like it wasn't a big deal, but they lived outside. Now, I just
0: thought of something. What if this is some sort of magical curse?
2: So like is it, he's allergic to cats because of magic?
0: Yeah, maybe uh, he crossed a witch's path. Also, wait, off- have offended. we established that he's a he? We haven't. I've been trying to say they, but uh, you've no, been
2: saying th- he. I have been off. saying he. I'm actually, and as the woman, that's, you know, my bad.
1: <laughs> it's, I, I don't think that's too problematic, but I think it's best to leave it relatively gender neutral. I don't think the gender makes the character. So Agreed. our our half-orc, table-leg-wielding, holy quest writer could be any gender. I don't think that's really matter.
2: I like that. So I apologize to all of my female compatriots. We're now using they as much as possible. I
0: don't think it makes a difference overall. It doesn't make a difference mechanically, certainly. But to Mm -hmm. get the feel for who this character is when we're all said and done, Mm. I would like to pick a gender for them at at some point in the process. Okay. So before we finish up, it's going to be
1: something. Okay. But for now, they're sort of amorphous. Back to your point about the curse. Uh, My brain thought they the reason they're on a holy quest is to actually get rid of this curse because they angered some sort of cat deity
0: now there's a you might be forgetting they believe they're on a holy quest, so whether or not they are, they <laughs> think they are. The <laughs> cat
2: deity doesn't this doesn't need to be a real some curse. Sort of maybe, maybe they think they're cursed
0: It's all psychosomatic, you're saying
2: yeah <laughs> okay I'm <into> so it. <laughs> they've, been, they've created some kind of a so either a an enemy or a deity that will fix their allergy specifically. Is that what you're thinking? Because I kind of like that. But I like the Don Quixote aspect of him like being convinced or this creature being convinced that they are on a very specific holy sort of pilgrimage. But in reality, they're just chasing windmills around on a donkey. Like,
0: All right. So what is, what is the holy quest they believe they're on? What's their, what's their end goal for this one? Is it like some kind of lofty mechanical thing like Slay Tiamat? Or is it going to be like
1: climb a mountain or something? Something a little more mundane. I'm still curious as to why they're wielding a table leg. Well, that's for it's us part to figure out. Of
2: the that's that's part of the psychosis. That's part of that whole psychosomatic thing. I mean, Don Quixote thought that the windmills were his arch nemesis. I don't remember who that was, but he attacked windmills thinking that they were monsters and demons. So this table leg, like everybody else sees a table leg, but maybe we see a mall or a massive sword. Or, I don't know, but.
0: Okay, what if uh-huh. the table leg corresponds with the holy quest thing? That's what I was so thinking. So maybe there was like Ooh. a big tavern brawl or something, right? Mm-hmm. And they get knocked down and they're on their back grasping for anything that can help them. There's some big mean thug kind of barreling down about to end this person. And they reach over with a prayer to their patron and what do they grab is table leg. And then whack some sort of big <laughs> hit, maybe some sort of divine smite, maybe paladin or cleric. We haven't figured out a class yet. Okay. Um and that's gonna go ahead and kind of kickstart their their holy quest and because this was the the instrument of their deliverance, mm-hmm. now it's not only their favorite weapon, it's also could be their holy symbol if we end up going with one of these divine classes.
2: I like it being I like it being a holy symbol. Um it would have to be it would have to have something that made it stand out from a regular table leg. So it should be maybe unbreakable or perceived as unbreakable?
0: Well, I think it would function like a club, mechanically.
2: Right, but it wouldn't, it's a table leg though, so it's already a busted piece of wood. So if you whack that too many times on a hard object, it's gonna start to splinter. What if it never splinters?
1: The town that he grew up in
0: made very sturdy tables. You know what it could be? um, If it was made of like ironwood or something like that, some sort of exceptionally hard wood. Ooh, that'll work. The the joining mechanism, like the screw or the nail or the glue made of broken on the table, the leg is still intact, but the table itself has broken.
1: Okay. Yeah, I like it. Okay. So he's got an ironwood table leg. (laughs) So you mentioned Paladin or Cleric, and I I think you're right to lean towards those paths. Uh, Considering the predilection towards physical combat, at least that's what I'm feeling, I'm leaning more towards Paladin. Okay. Um, It also has more of a invoking in combat flavor, and if this character got his revelation in a tavern brawl, I feel like that would still also be more mechanically accurate.
2: Yeah, I think it's. There's definitely some sort of a, an aggression coming out of this holy quest. You know, you've never heard of a calm religious zealot, so.
0: So you've been seeing him a few times, Jim. Is it this character starting to take shape more as a male to you, or are you that sort of forced to have it?
1: No, I think they are actually. Uh, full disclosure: I don't think I've ever actually played a female character. Okay. But, I also feel that as we're describing this character with their origin story, um, with their, um, the. Uh, downside, not the downside, but the, the frustration of being a tad bit small, the kind of ego frustration there, that leans more male to me.
0: I definitely agree with you there. The like Napoleon complex. Yeah. The Chihuahua syndrome, if you will. <laughs>
1: Chihuahua syndrome. <laughs> so I'm looking up, and you had mentioned we're doing uh, Adventure League rules, so we've got base player's handbook, and then I'm also looking up the character in uh, Xanathar's guide. Xanathar's is perfect, I think. Um, and I, I'm i looking, we have Oath of Conquest and Oath of Redemption. And I know in the core book, we have Oath of Vengeance. And what are the other ones? There's like a nature one whose name escapes me, but I'm looking up right now. Mm-hmm. And There's, Oth- there's the Oth- Oath, Oath of per-
2: Devotion. Thank you. Hang on. There's Tenets of Devotion that come with that. And then there's the Oath of the Ancients. Yep, that's there's the nature the, one. the Oath of Vengeance. Perfect. And I think that's it.
0: So yeah, Devotion's like your classic knight in shining armor. Avenger is kind of like your holy... Avenger crusader crusader on a quest smite mm-hmm. the wicked versus the, the devotions kind of protect the helpless mm-hmm. And of oh, so
2: the ancients is all about elves and rituals and Druids and such.
1: Yeah, sort of like a nature paladin a little mm-hmm. bit Right, and it looks like the difference between vengeance and conquest vengeance is more towards smiting evil and conquest is more towards seeking glory in battle
0: I think conquest is also like a little bit like lawful evil if you want to sort of like rule with an iron fist that would sort of be, that would li- lend itself to a like a conquest paladin. You don't have to be, but that could be one okay. avenue. I'm thinking based on our description so far, mm-hmm. I'm kind of leaning towards vengeance paladin.
1: Yeah, I, vengeance is definitely high on the list. I'm the only other pillar I would consider is is conquest, just based on reading the initial aspect of it. Um, it also allow. I don't know if our character. Well, I suppose that that does beg the question then. It, what's our character's like motivation? Is his holy quest to Go destroy evil, or is his holy quest to go bring about the wonderful chaos of war? Well, I think the holy quest might be. We got. Let's figure out who their patron is then, or who his patron is. Okay.
2: Because that question will answer which we go with. So okay.
1: you might need to lead the patron question because my my knowledge is a little bit sparse.
0: Okay, so we can sort of work both ways. We can either choose what he's trying to do, and then figure out who is telling him to do it.
1: Or we can figure out who's telling him to do it, and that's going to help us figure out what he's trying to do. Okay, so let's go back to that tavern brawl. He grabbed the ironwood club, Mm -hmm. and now he views it as a as a symbol of his divine providence. Why? Maybe there was some kind of
0: embellishment on the table leg, some sort of like just little design thing that is also
1: could be construed as a holy symbol. Like someone just was you're not not it was just playing messing around board and just carved a symbol into the table leg. Well, I was more thinking that
2: maybe some runes, or 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 what if the table itself is covered in runes and it is basically I I don't know, maybe a mat, not a necessarily a magical table, but something that has some sort of extra power because of the connectivity of the runes. And then when it was destroyed, the only thing that survived was this one leg. I don't know. I'm kind of reaching here. That's okay. Let's
1: start. Where
0: are we at, John? So, I'm looking at just the Greyhawk deities, kind of your standard ones, but we could also do Forgotten Realms there. Okay. I'm trying to think of like what, ooh, okay, how about this? Mm-hmm. So, I was thinking just more, it was just a fancy looking table, It's made mm-hmm. of ironwood. that's a very strong material, pretty expensive, it was probably an upscale tavern they were in, mm-hmm. and maybe just for decoration's sake, there was like some moons and stars kind of carved into it. So, when he grabbed it, he got the smite from the strike, mm-hmm. and that would lead, so, Silyun, Mm-hmm. or Selune, uh, the goddess of the moon. Knowledge and life for her domains.
2: What's that word again? Selune?
0: Uh, yeah. S-E-L-U with a little like <laughs> up top. No, it's like a Tilda. triangle. Oh. oh, a triangle? Yeah, it's like a yeah. two-point triangle. Two uh, two 294 no in the PHB. What's
2: this a two-point triangle? Well, it's a arrow then, <laughs> alright? Okay. It's a carrot.
0: <laughs> or we can pick some other kind of Symbol that would would make
1: up like sort of fit with that with some like antlers, but that's an evil deity. I like Selune. I, I like the the idea of some, having some ornate carvings into it that he has interpreted as a divine path to follow. So he's out. He's got his club. Why? What? Who does he choose to beat up with it? Okay, so Selune cats. <laughs> And I feel like we've kind of drifted away from the curse. The core from, of... No, 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 no. From the cat sneezing, <laughs> corresponding with the holy quests.
0: I think they're two different things.
1: Maybe, I agree. Maybe he feels that curse will be lifted when he finishes the quest, but I don't think it's intertwined. Okay. that's not the
0: reason for doing it. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. So
1: back to the question: Who's he? Who's he beating to a pulp with his holy stick?
0: So, if life and knowledge are Silione's domains, mm-hmm. those are her kind of main areas. Maybe there's some kind of like... He just beats up dead, dumb people. (laughs) No. Okay, what if there's like some kind of Fahrenheit 451 sort of situation going on where some regime is like cracking down on literacy amongst the common folk? They're trying to uh, secure their regime by like burning libraries and... Mm -hmm.
2: Controlling education.
0: Controlling education, keeping the common folk dumb and uh, placated.
2: Interesting. So then the, the symbols carved into the table leg would be some sort of a communication?
0: I think it was... The, I think the symbols were just happenstance. Okay. I like that the table leg doesn't necessarily
1: <laughs> correspond to a divine quest. It was not Sel Yun going, hey you, you want to come, come help me out in this town where they're doing terrible stuff? It wasn't that? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Dang! But I
0: think he grabbed it and then saw this this greater purpose. And so now he's a crusader for a cause that maybe didn't really exist prior to his
1: moving forward on it.
2: Interesting. So then, is he going to just go and kill off the evil that he perceives?
1: I don't actually. He doesn't strike me as one who kills. He mostly yeah. wants to, you know. He's he's the easy. Some people want just want to watch the world learn type. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> no, good job though.
2: <laughs> don't encourage this so behavior. Don't me he
1: can. He's divinely powered. He, he can go in there and mess someone up. Yeah. But so maybe devotion paladin after all to protect the weak. And yeah, I like, I think that does work. It sounds more like
2: devotion than vengeance for sure, because vengeance is all about smiting evil and like finding someone who murders a village and then murdering that person kind of a deal. So,
1: all right, great. Okay, so we're on devotion
0: paladin, got it. Oh, we're gonna build this character at third level, uh, by the way, so we can get just into the archetype and then we'll uh, sort of let this little bird out into the world. So, we've got the broad strokes down for our character, cat allergies and all. And so we're going to go ahead and move into a little more nuts and bolts. So we're going to get a little bit crunchy here, get some numbers down. We're going to use standard array to determine the character stats. That's what Adventure League uses, and I think it's great because we're not going to be rolling a bunch of dice live on mic. So we've got the following scores to put into these numbers. We've got 15, 14, 13, 12, 10, and 8. So one thing's got to be a little bit below average, one average, two slightly above average, and two moderately above average. So my only note is I think this person, he is very tough. I mm-hmm. think he may be more tough than strong, although
1: the racial bonuses might bump that up a little bit. Right, right.
0: Uh, so I think we put the 15 in constitution.
1: Yeah, I could see that. If his origin is tavern brawling, it's probably not the first time he's been in one, and tavern brawling is less I'm stronger than you and more I can take a hit.
2: Exactly. It's it's less about being the strongest in the fight. It's more about you know, brawn or longevity.
1: Mm-hmm. Not to mention, if you're tavern brawling, you're probably... Drinking a fair amount of constitution helps there as it well. It certainly does. There you go. So it's all, it's also going to get a
0: plus one from a from being a half work. So that's going to bump that up number up to a sixteen total. Oh, perfect. That mm-hmm. gets us a plus three modifier.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Sweet.
0: All right. So obviously, we're going to try to make this character mechanically viable too. Uh, right. I, my the inner power gamer will not let me abandon that portion.
1: We could put his eight in strength.
0: I really, really don't want to do that. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm thinking, why don't we go ahead and put the 14 in strength, Yeah, and that's going to also get bumped up to a 16 thanks to the racial bonus. Perfect. So now we've got a guy who's ready to go in the front lines to defend his beliefs and the defend the innocent.
2: That makes sense, too, because, I mean, if he spends his time tavern brawling and just kind of going for it, you're naturally going to develop a certain amount of strength in combat, so...
0: Yep, Mason Bronte. I feel like he might have left that life behind him now. Maybe that tavern brawl was an epiphany. You could right? be
2: a reformed tavern. like he, like he tavern brawled in his college days or whatever. He got the you know his high school days or his youth. Mm-hmm. And then uh,
1: I was personally all for his temples of worship to be taverns. And that's where he gives out his holy sermons on education and Ooh, life. Interesting. Have
2: we ruled out his temples of worship being taverns? Because that is a great idea.
1: We never talked about it.
2: We're t- let's talk right, about it.
1: We got, we got some nuts and bolts. <laughs> we right, right, we'll, right. we'll circle back around. I digress. What do we do in this eight? The eight? Yeah. Um, I, he needs to have a decent intelligence if uh, any... for the knowledge aspect. Yep. I would maybe put the eight either in wisdom or dexterity. Okay.
0: Wisdom, wisdom? Would, wisdom would fit because it is going to have a, like He grabbed the table leg and thought it was divine providence. But on the other hand, wisdom is one of the core stats for, no, it's charisma now, isn't charisma. it? Charisma, yeah. Right. Oh yeah, so I think wisdom is good then. He's not quite oh. the most observant. Okay. Oh, you, you think
1: dexterity?
2: Well, no, because I, I forgot about that detail about charisma. So I was thinking charisma because like who needs a charming short little half orc? But <laughs> at the same time,
1: gods who want paladins need charming short little half orcs there you go
2: <laughs> so all right all right i'm leaning more on the side of eight for wisdom oh god he's gonna be dumb well, that, how that... can you be on a quest for learning and be dumb <laughs> because though? No, no. Nope. wisdom
1: is not it's the application of knowledge it is not the actual uh not me i, I that so the classic example
0: of high intelligence low wisdom is the absent-minded professor he knows a lot but is sort of <sighs> a little bit Forgetful or doesn't pick up on details or cues or things
1: like that.
2: Got yeah. it. See, folks, this is why we have a noob like myself here so that we can explain the nuts and bolts of building a character. Yeah.
1: And obviously, it's not a hard line rule, but we think it fits thematically. And in general, that's what wisdom is accepted to be. Okay. All right. So eight in wisdom. So now we got our kind of our average scores. We got 13, 12, and 10. 13, 12, and 10. I would throw that 13 in
0: intelligence. All right. I like it. Mm hmm. Let's put the 12 in charisma. Give him a little bit of bonus for some of the class abilities. And also, he's trying to be an orator, sort of help people out. Yes. I think he's going to need that. And that leaves our
1: 10 for dexterity. Nothing wrong with that. All right. All right. So, we've built ourselves a character who's got some stats now. So, you were looking at some background stuff. Yes. So, um, we have the... I wasn't thinking the acolyte would go very well, because he didn't really start as one on any sort of path. No, it's that more divine providence kind of thing. Right, right. And... So among those, I was actually leaning more towards kind of a hermit lifestyle, maybe a soldier, um, something that would cause him to find um, identification with the downtrodden. So I wouldn't want him as a noble faction either.
2: No, I never saw this character as a noble.
1: I don't really see a hermit
0: because I think he was kind of one with the people. Okay. So maybe either like urchin or like criminal maybe or soldier, I think would fit very nicely. What do you think, Stacey?
2: I mean, I kind of think... Starting like childhood as an urchin, Mm -hmm. because this is an adult, right? We're talking about an adult character. So then maybe they grew into a soldier type of a role or a blacksmithing type of a role, somewhere where they kind of get their hands dirty, get involved in the community, whatever community they're in. So maybe not a soldier. Maybe something smaller than that.
1: Soldier could be like town guard or something. Oh,
2: okay, that would work.
1: Soldier also works well with a slightly above average intelligence for the sake of of having reasonable amounts of tactical prowess, Mm -hmm. and I'm that makes me lean a little bit more soldier than urchin for the kind of knowledge-based paladin we're trying to go for
2: here. See, every time we say urchin, I think Charles Dickens type urchin. So I think like little kids running around and picking pockets. So that's why I think like grew up as an urchin, you know, grew up on the lower side of society, but then maybe was led into this lifestyle by need versus desire and then actually Mm -hmm. found their niche in life so i agree
1: with the charles dickens reference and when i think of adult urchin i think i just go straight to aladdin and that's what i would
2: (laughs) would really imagine (laughs) no i would never think that it would be an adult urchin i i I like the but i like the transition of urchin to soldier because to me that just in a smaller village where they grow up on the streets they kind of get to know the townsfolk Mm -hmm. they're a well they're sort of known around town as being one of the kids who just sort of wander around then they grow up
0: and like they've been in poverty exactly and they, they know how to they, they feel they need to help people elevate from it exactly learning.
2: and also if this is a quest for knowledge that mm-hmm. the holy quest is for the learning purposes of the community they have seen no education uh, and so- then they were put into a very strict regimented society where they're supposed to be kind of in control so that gives it a really good sort of rounded character I'm, in my I'm mind. into it. I'm urchin, urchin, it is, yeah. urchin it is. Cool. Now, soldier grew up as an urchin. Yeah, I, I, Baby as maybe urchin adults as soldier, soldier
1: aspect, Ish. I think that works just as a part of a recent background where he wasn't in a part of the local guard. and It's possible that this tavern brawl kind of got him kicked out.
2: Ooh, I like or that.
1: Or he left as a result of the holy quest. Either way, I think works, but mm. I wouldn't want him to be... I don't think it would fit well for him to continue to be a town guard and still try to pursue his quest. So I th- yeah. Yeah, I think he's abandoned his guardhood. He's on he's,
0: uh, he's on a higher power now. He's yes. on a mission from God.
2: I like it. A mission from God. So
0: we've got uh let's get a little bit of mechanics here. I think sword and board or table leg and shield
1: as a table leg and tabletop is what you're going for. Right. Like table right. top. Use the whole table, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he he really went hard on the inspiration. So uh, Also,
2: he, you know, you grew up with nothing. You got to use what you have around you. Okay. For so the equipment,
0: you... let's go ahead and do um, martial weapon. We'll, we'll actually use a club and we'll yes. use the club stats. Although, if you want to make an argument with your GM that an iron wood table leg should function more like a mace, that's between you and them.
2: <laughs> Both arguments were, are sound.
0: If I were your GM, I would be easily convinced. So, But we're going to use club stats here just so we're keeping everything above board.
1: Are we just going to make a bunch of wood jokes now? That was completely unintentional, but I'll take it.
2: <laughs> I mean, now we are.
1: <laughs> All righty. So you said level three paladin. So let's start at the... Should we start at the level one features? So those, are, I mean, those aren't really choices you have to make for those, right? It's just kind of you get them. No, you get the... The choices you make are at level two and three. Okay. So let's go ahead and... Um, we, we already know our sacred oath. That's uh, devotion. Correct. So what do we need for level two? Level two, we got to choose our fighting style. And so among the fighting styles in the PHP, we have the defensive fighting style, grants you bonus to AC. Dueling uh, gives you bonus to... Damage with when you're using a one-handed weapon, like our club. Uh, great weapon fighting won't apply. And then protection, which is uh, providing benefits to those that you operate next to. I think protection is our, our mode here.
2: That seems to be kind of in line with the character. Yeah, I would agree as well.
0: Okay. For, do we want to give them five javelins or a simple melee weapon for their second piece of equipment?
1: Why, why is that the only? Oh, right, because it's the recommended option. Yeah, we're doing the, the standard build.
2: We already have a melee weapon, right? Like, we have a table leg.
1: Yes, but the character would likely need something if they're not next door.
2: Like an actual weapon? No, this is an
1: actual weapon. Don't be rude to the
0: table leg. I'm sorry. Plus, I mean, shalate is a spell, so mechanically you can also bump this thing up a little bit if you wanted to. (laughs) But Uh, Yeah, that's a little cart before the horse there. Yeah, I'm thinking javelins. It's (laughs) easy. We don't have to worry about a second melee weapon because he's not going to use a different melee weapon when he has his amazing
1: club. Not not only that, but it's very likely that his brief stint as a t- as a soldier taught him to throw javelins quite well.
2: Mm-hmm. We just mm hmm. at the same time. I'm
1: telling you, man, you need to use that for a versus some tra- some sort of transition sound. I yeah. think explorers pack over
0: priest pack because even though he's on this holy mission, I think he's more of a kind of a down to earth. He doesn't have the the religious training and background.
1: Yes, he, it's, it almost seems a fair amount of his knowledge of his faith is. His own perceived knowledge of what he thinks it should be. Yeah, he makes some educated guesses here. Yeah, he's not, by, he's not strictly by the uh, Lune
0: book. I like it. And then chainmail and holy symbol. So that is cool. And I'm going to
1: say his, his club can work as his holy symbol in this instance. Yeah. I, I would agree. Yeah. That might still require some GM discretion if you're going to bring this to an adventure league.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Otherwise, just choose the holy symbol for your deity of choice and you're all set.
1: Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, so we got the Sacred Oath. Uh, let's Wait. see. And you don't, we don't need to go into the actual specifics of what the features do, right? I mean, we can. No, I don't think so.
0: Okay. I mean, if we're trying to choose between two, we can talk about it, but... Right. Uh, do we need to get a little background stuff here? Do you want to take a look at backgrounds? Because I think we're... Oh, we need skills. Oh, yes, we do need skills.
1: Okay. I've got skills right here. So, our Paladin skill options are... Uh, so, just for Paladin, we have Athletics... Insight, Intimidation, Medicine, Persuasion, and Religion. So I need to choose two of those. Um, I would actually put... I would probably put Athletics in there from his uh, both Urchin upbringing and his uh, Soldier training. I think I think Athletics is a
0: good fit. Uh, am I going to be out on the limb here if I say not religion? Because it sort of fits with
1: his going off the cuff kind of self-taught. I mean, if you're out on a limb, then we're going to break it together
2: okay (laughs) yeah same because no he doesn't feel like a religious type zealot though he is on a holy quest it doesn't that just doesn't i don't know it doesn't seem to suit and i'm not sure about the wait what what were you trying to athletics what's your suggestion i don't know about that because his dexterity is low
1: athletics is strength based
2: oh again this is why we have a noob on the podcast okay to remind you of these little crucial details. You're
0: thinking of acrobatics. I am. So I'm leaning towards intimidation or insight as the other skill?
2: I kind of like insight. I like insight too. If you're gonna incite
1: if you're if you're, you're going
2: insight. to incite the revolution
1: <laughs> You need insight you need to, need to
2: do it. Insight to do it.
1: I'm leaving. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to urchin now to get our skills. I'm totally fine with insight, the correct spelling. <laughs>
2: English is dumb. <laughs> I mean, that's a separate podcast.
1: Is Insight Insight a magic card or Insight? I mean, there's no,
2: no, no. Right, sorry, Wrong We're podcast. not talking about magic right now. Wrong
1: podcast. That's that's the next podcast.
2: <laughs> you have to cut them off early, guys. Cut okay. them off early.
1: Skill proficiency from being an urchin, he would have sleight of hand and stealth.
2: I like that, and that's a way that he could begrudgingly use his size to his advantage because mm-hmm. he's sneaky.
0: All right. I think let's go ahead and start putting some
1: finishing touches on this person.
2: So back to the burrito discussion.
1: Yes. (laughs) Clearly. Topic number one.
2: Obviously. So
1: this food
0: addiction, like how crippling is it? Is it like, you know, are you really Jones? Is it, you know, oh man, I would murder a chocolate cake right now. Or is it like (laughs) I will murder for a chocolate cake and I'm not even joking. I have my knife in my hand right now.
2: I kind of feel like it's the former as opposed to the latter just only because we're supposed to be starting some kind of a revolution, and I feel like you if you are starting a revolution, you probably don't have... Well, I shouldn't say that you probably don't have a heavy addiction to something, but maybe it doesn't derail you from your primary cause. It
1: strikes me as my personal addiction to burrito, which is if there is a burrito option, that is the option I choose. Yeah, that. The, the other options are strictly irrelevant.
2: Like if it's on the menu, I'm going to order it, but I'm not going to go and murder somebody about it you know like
0: and like if you have the option to get anything elder food or burrito you're choosing burrito so every time if you walk into this little strip mall and it's like chinese place mexican place subway it's mexican
2: place all the way mexican place and i'm gonna take roll the dice on that burrito
1: i know you say that but if it were a pho place i've eaten a pho burrito. so just throwing that out there
2: calm down that
1: sounds really drippy that sounds it does that sounds like
2: soup in a tortilla
1: i will take you guys sometime okay, that in. also I'm sounds in. like
2: carbs on carbs and i am into that life so i would i, I you know i'm open
1: to our it. characters into the carb. i kind of like him being addicted to bread <laughs>
2: There's a lot of options with that. There's there's a little bit more options
1: bread with... or potatoes. I will accept either one.
2: I kind of like him being addicted to a specific ingredient because then if there's multiple foods with that ingredient on the menu he's like <laughs> ah,
0: god. You know, I actually really like burrito. I think it's just it's like just the right amount of specificity. Okay.
2: But would it be burrito or would it be anything wrapped in a tortilla? Because when we talk about a ramen burrito, that's just anything wrapped in a tortilla. Well,
0: anything wrapped in a tortilla kind of becomes a burrito, so... Anything between two pieces of bread is a sandwich. Exactly. So it works. But if we have to be specific about it, I'd say breakfast burrito, because breakfast burritos are the kings of burritos.
2: What? Yeah. No. Okay,
0: hold on. We'll have to table this for now. (laughs)
2: Ugh! Ugh. All
0: right, so let's just say burrito. I think we went with our gut in the beginning, and I think that's the good way to go. I, I, I agree.
2: Yeah, I like I like the I like the appropriate nothing, burrito nothing, clause. Nothing more specific than burrito. Why? Like, yeah. Why can't it be all burritos? Also, aren't all burritos created equal out of no, love? No. no. No, out of love. No, I'm just no. saying yeah, types with, of burrito. I'm not saying p- specific burrito producers. Like Taco Bell is not as good as any other place yeah. than Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so let's go ahead and rock, knock these uh, some of these personality traits here. Just to finish out the character sheet. Okay. So, do we want to go with one of the like default urchin ones, or just want to say like what's their personality trait?
1: Well, luckily we have we have four different categories. So let's each pick one from a category, and we'll roll for the last one. All right, I like it. I will take flaw. Okay, I will take ideal.
2: I will take bond.
1: Alrighty, And that leaves us with personality personality trait at the start. So let's just roll for that one. That's fun. D6 over there. And since we're doing this totally democratically, I get to roll the dice. Perfect. Do it. I love it. Number two. What's the personality trait?
2: Personality trait number two. I ask a lot of questions.
1: All right. That's actually a D6, but... I
2: thought
1: there were six. No, there's eight. There's eight? Oh, whoopsie. Let's try that one again. Number one.
2: Number one. I... I hide scraps of food and trinkets away in my pockets
1: I don't really like that one <laughs> I don't either okay.
2: I hate that I right. really liked I ask a lot of questions can we just default back to that
1: okay I'm into it yeah it works well for the inquisitive the insightful knowledge based character
2: exactly and plus if we're on a quest for education that starts with being inquis- like inquisitive
1: no you, you're you're an inquisitor if you start off inquisitive
2: look I don't want to mince hairs <laughs> with you right now
1: alright who had deals uh, oh, I had ideals. I have Bond. <laughs> I had ideals. Alrighty, We're going to give him the community ideal. We have to take care of each other because no one else is going to do it. Oh, I like that. hmm
2: Very revolutionary.
1: All right, Stacey, what do we have for a Bond?
2: There's a few pretty good ones in here. There's number four, I owe a debt I can never repay to the person who took pity on me. <laughs> Number six, no one else should have to endure the hardships I've been through. I
0: just saw that one.
2: Yeah, that one. That, I think, is the winner. There you go. Because if you grow up as an urgent lack of education, no one should have a lack of education. I don't know if y'all noticed, but I'm a teacher. And then your flaw. What's your flaw?
0: It's not John? stealing if I need it more than someone else. So this gives him a green light to, you know... Fight the man, take down the aristocracy, but he's never going to uh, do so more to affect the other impoverished and needy people.
2: It also right, totally ne- soothes his ego.
1: You never, you never punch down; you only punch up. Exactly. That's why Jackie Chan fights are so engaging to watch. That's also
2: how a four foot eleven half orc would fight <laughs> <laughs> up, because where else you gonna go?
1: <laughs> oh, that seals
0: it for me. That was great. All right. And I think there's pretty much just one more thing. Let me take a look at this character sheet here. Double check. Okay. Just need a couple of little details. Because we All didn't
2: right. do alignment yet, did we?
1: No, we didn't do alignment. Well, community alignment naturally places him at lawful.
2: Right. But it could be a chaotic lawful. That could go with That's, the whole, it's not stealing I if think, I need it more.
0: I was going to say neutral good. Okay. Because uh, mm-hmm. I think he's got the chaos and from the like, kind of Robin Hood upbringing, kind of urchinness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also he's sort of fighting for a higher ideal. So, I think he kind of straddles that line, but definitely on the good side.
1: Yes, I I would would agree.
2: Yeah. Education is good, kids. Write that down.
1: And it's good to follow the rules, but not all rules are good to follow.
2: Ah, I want to embroider that on a pillow.
1: (laughs) So, how old should our, our hero be here? Ew. I would actually put this as the... This transition into, for lack of a better word, holy teacher was him really coming into his own as a full adult. Okay, so like mid-twenties?
0: Yeah, I was thinking early to mid-twenties. Okay, so let's say 24.
2: Well, what's the maturity age for a half-orc? Like 14. Okay.
1: I think this is like a a second stage in life for him. Okay, okay. Yeah, he was a bit aimless, and this is now the path he's taken.
2: Got it. College, grad school. Interesting.
1: Eyes,
0: skin, hair. What are we looking at here? Maybe one of them is a little bit out of the ordinary. I striking, would put the they... skin as a bit
1: grayish, okay, uh, to reflect the ogre hair, the yeah. orc, or- the orc heritage. Mm-hmm.
2: How do you feel about green hair or green eyes? I feel like something has to be kind of
1: ooh, that's really striking. I bright,
2: like, it. like maybe the eyes are the one bright feature that he has, and then like his hair could be just sort of sort of a darker gray, and then he just has these sort of piercing eyes that
0: like a slate gray hair. Yeah, okay. yeah, I like it.
2: Yeah. And then he needs something to stand out.
1: He's got glasses. No, I'm kidding.
2: With his bright green eyes. <laughs> bright green
1: eyes is enough.
0: <laughs> All right. And one last piece. We need a name for this guy. Oof.
2: To the book. What are some orc names?
1: Oh, we do have half orc names.
2: Let's check that out. We should have put a marker on this book.
1: It's, okay. it's going to be like the first 20 or so pages. The racers are first.
2: Mm-hmm. There we go page 40. For those of you playing oh, the home game, it's page 40.
1: In the player's handbook.
2: Mm. Oh, yeah. Player's handbook. That's not page This is one 40. of the originals, though,
1: right? It's not the revised one?
0: Yeah, if it's mine, no, that's that's Stacey's. so that, oh, okay. I'm not sure when she got that. Yeah, okay. this one's that's mine.
2: Uh, pretty recently. Very recently, because I've been playing for less than a year or so. Okay. Sometime this year. All right. Male orc names. Dench, Fang, Gel, Hank, Holg, Imsh, Keth, Crush, Muhrin rant, shump.
0: Okay, I know, I know, I know, I know. Thuck. It's I think it's Hank, Thunk? like H E N K. But Hank? I but I heard Hank, like <laughs> it's H A N K. I don't. Know. I think <laughs>
2: I thought I said Hank.
0: You did say it, but I Hank? heard. <laughs> but I think Hank is
2: Hank, Hank, Hank. But it's H E N K, so it's Hank. Yeah, but we can We're name just gonna him Whatever we want. I like Hank.
0: Hank,
1: Hank, <laughs> Hank the half orc paladin. <laughs> Hank the half orc paladin.
2: Hank the half orc tiny paladin.
1: He's not tiny. He's abnormally small. He,
2: he's little, but he's powerful. Oh, he's it's a, like he's Shakespeare. A powerhouse. Shakespeare had a, um, a line about Rosalind. She is strong. She is small, but she is fierce. That's kind of how I think about Hank.
0: I like it. All right, so there you have it. That's Hank the half orc paladin. So we're working on redoing some of our website design, so very soon you'll have the ability to actually get this character sheet and use it on your own. We'll have done all the legwork for you and you're ready to rock. So keep an eye and ear out for that.
1: So, Jim, anything you want to say as we wrap up here? Uh, no, For uh, this was a little bit of exper- an experiment. Uh, it was a blast. The impromptu nature of building a character uh, sight unseen was, was quite enjoyable. I'm glad to do it and hope to get to it again. Oh, definitely. We'll be happy to have you back. Stacey?
2: This is really fun. I do enjoy the um, Twitter-based ideas. I think that leads to a lot of interesting creativity for things that we probably would have not come up with on our own. And everybody out there, be like Hank. Value education. Fight for the little guy. Take care of your community. Be like Hank.
0: All right. Hashtag be like Hank from this one. <laughs> be like
2: Hank.
1: <laughs>
0: so if you enjoyed it, go ahead and please tweet at us. Hashtag be like Hank. And- <laughs>
2: I've never created a hashtag before. Hey, this is what? like an honor.
0: Welcome, welcome now, now not even,
2: I'm not even on Twitter. I feel like I should start.
0: Um, and speaking of Twitter, you can find us at DieByTheDice. Uh, Jim, you're also on Twitter? Uh, yeah, I'm, at, I'm on Twitter at the jboss 40 If you liked what you heard today, please go ahead and let us know. Uh, use that Be like Hank hashtag uh, so we can kind of <laughs> keep an eye out for it. You can email us anything longer form, DieByTheDice at gmail.com please leave a review on your podcast listening method of choice and spread the word. We're a brand new show uh, as part of the die by the dice family. So um, this was an experiment but I had such a blast. I can't wait to do it again. And if you have any ideas for character traits or even things inconsequential like favorite color or allergy to cats, it doesn't have to be something like heavy and mechanical. Go ahead and let us know either on Twitter or by email. Uh, we're going to thrive on your input. So thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.
1: Yay. Yay. Good job, guys. That was really, really fun. Be like like Hank. Hank?